the gloves are about to come off. It is time to drop your butt. <laughs> Welcome back to Drop Your Buffs Down Under. I'm Sean Ross. I'm Ricard Foyer. Getting right into it. Damn, you didn't even give me a minute. <laughs> well, we've got a lot to talk about. It's week four on Australian Survivor. Ricard, firstly, you sound a little different today. <laughs> oh my God, you have to point it out. Um, I Well, am... <laughs> if I don't point it out, someone's going to message me and point it out. So. Fine, I made a little whoopsie. I'm in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. I have my very heavy fucking mic that I carry with me everywhere, but I forgot the cord. <laughs> so I don't have a mic today. Okay, well, <laughs> we're making do, and I'm sure that it's going to be perfectly fine. Because I, too, have accidentally recorded with my computer mic, and nobody said anything about it, so... Good. Okay. <laughs> Ricard, <laughs> high-level thoughts on week four. We're still in the pre-merge. It sounds like the merge is around the corner based on the previews for next week. So what are you making of week four after that huge week three? Um, a solid one thumb up for one of the episodes and two thumbs up for the other two. I really like the first two episodes, 10 and 11. I think they were really great. Um, I want to say like, as iconic as last week, but still very good storytelling. I'm happy to see, you know, even even if it's hard when you lose somebody you really like, I'm happy to see, you know, big moves being made. I despise episode 12. I think it is one of the worst episodes. <laughs> you despise it. You just gave I, it a thumbs up. A one thumbs up. Because <laughs> I don't want to give it that's zero. Not, that's hardly despise. Fine. Okay. I give it zero thumbs up, except I give Nina a thumbs up. <laughs> it sounds like you're giving it two thumbs down. Oh, dear. Fine. I give it a thumbs down. I just really hate it. I don't like episode 12 at all. It really frustrates me. And I'll tell you all the reasons later. <laughs> okay. I assume, I assume that what you're getting at here is the non-elimination twist that we were left on where... Liz mutinied from the villains to the heroes. Somehow that's only one part of why I hate this episode. Okay. Hmm. Okay. Well, we'll we'll, we'll get into it. <laughs> and I've never negative. I'm not, I'm not <laughs> as offended by that, uh, I think, as you were. And I know that there's more to your reasoning, and we can talk about that. But, you know, I plan for these rounds. It seems like more often than not, a really, really cool plan gets foiled by these non-elimination rounds. And that's disappointing because as much as I didn't want to see Haley go in the early episodes of this season, I was really ready for her to go in this episode because it was going to be in such a cool fashion uh, with this new secret alliance. And we have like Sam, who has kind of been like on the outs for a while here and feeling really left out in terms of him not getting information and stuff. And him and Nina kind of coming together uh, at the suggestion of Liz to get Haley out, which would have been just such a great move for all of them, and such a great way for this alliance to emerge publicly. Yeah, and I think it would have been really nice growth for Liz's character over the three-episode arc because Liz starts this first episode sobbing her eyes out. She's, like, so heartbroken. She feels so alone. She's sad. And it's really sweet to see how much she genuinely loves her friendship with Shawnee 
Um, mm-hmm. And then, so if she had ended on a great note of like, I got out a winner. I did that. After being on the bottom, I created this alliance and did this kick-ass move with my new secret alliance. That would have been so, such a cool story for her. Yeah, agreed. Liz has really emerged as not just a narrator, but I think of like a potential winner pick. I know it's wild. Week. Yeah. And I'm really proud of her and I really, really like watching her. I think she's a dynamic character on screen. She's a great confessionalist. Uh, it's unfortunate that she was kind of buried as a confessionalist, it felt like in the first portion of, I mean, what we've seen the first couple of weeks, because. I don't know, she was in this alliance with these bigger names, Shawnee and George, who are also great confessionalists. And so maybe her voice was getting lost. So now that she's on her own, I feel like she's she's really come into herself here. Yeah, she's definitely having to figure it out as opposed to being told how to figure it out by people who have done it, you know? And, um, and, it, and yeah. it looks like that's going to come to heads next week. I know. And, you know, it's like, obviously we have to see the episode before we can even talk about how it's portrayed but i'm curious it's showing uh, liz and george having you know a butting of their heads i'm curious if liz had never left the fray and never had that independence if she would just have continued to be you know a sheep or whatever following along with what george says you know what i mean mm-hmm yeah, yeah. Uh, I wonder how that power struggle is going to resolve itself. Okay, before before we get to next week, let's talk about this week. Let's go all the way back to episode 10. And, you know, God doesn't like Paige, but God loves crispy rice. I know that. And so does Shawnee. They're so excited. <laughs> it's so cute. <laughs> I have to ask, Ricard, did you have crispy rice out in 41? I know you didn't have rice a whole lot, but did you have the crispy rice? No. Um, So we only had three days worth of rations of rice. And I think it was, I'm making up a number, but it was like after episode or uh, after day 15. Um, And we somehow were able to make that rice last until the very end. Like it, it went until day 26 and, um, because we weren't, I don't know. We just like, didn't crave it. We, I think we really were so used to starving that it was just like, Oh, you want to make rice? And maybe later, I don't, (laughs) it was like very, it was weird when I think about it, it was weird to think that we didn't even eat it all. Um, and, but no, we never made it crispy. If anything, the people who were making it, God, they made it so watery and it killed me. It killed me. And I think I made it once. Care to name names? I really can't remember. I I genuinely can't remember. I have no clue. Hmm. So it wasn't you. No, there but there wasn't like a designated cook for rice. There wasn't. Um there was a designated person who cooked the breadfruit when I first went to merge, and that was Nasir. And everybody helped participate in like making these patties with the breadfruit that was only available on the merge island. It wasn't on the others. Uh, but after Nasir was gone, which was, I don't know, like three days into merge, it was, <laughs> there was no designated person that did that kind of shit. Okay. So Heather made the rice watery. Okay. I actually so. do think it, I, 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 I don't want to blame her for every day. I really don't, but I do recall once. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Real women. Okay, so Shawnee and George are loving their new power position here on the New Heroes Tribe. It's funny to see in in episode 10 that Ben, Matt, and Flick each individually basically go up to them and offer their services. They're like, we can be a double agent for you. Like, I mean, they see that the ship they're on is sinking and they're like uh, the rats on the Titanic. Uh, not to call them rats. I do. I do like them all. <laughs> but they are like the rats on the Titanic scrambling to get off the ship. And uh, and they're looking for the protection of uh, this, these new Spice Girls over on the, the new Heroes tribe. Uh, this is really funny. But like if you were in, let's say you're in Shawnee and George's position where you've already got the numbers and you've got these people coming and offering their services to you. Is there somebody in particular that you would uh, want to bring into the fold? Because we see George talk about like, uh, eventually, hey, maybe I want to bring Maddie into the fold. Um, and and I think that the, his reasoning for that was that, well, he's got ties to the alpha males, uh, the, the meat tray alliance. Is there any other way that you, you could see going with this one? Um, I feel like I would choose Matt over Flick specifically. I think Mm -hmm. the fact that Flick likely has uh, deeper bonds with past players than Matt could ever have dreamt to have had in this position being one of the newbies, even though he has ties to people, he doesn't have the like outside of the game friendship. And I think I would probably latch on to Matt because it seems like he has the same, he has the same relationship to weasel his way in and get votes maybe with the meat tray with the boys that flick has but he's more malleable in that Mm. you know who knows what flick's relationship with these guys is outside of the game and if she's like we're gonna make it to the end you know not that i'm like yeah insinuating that people are pre-gaming and doing stuff like that but i know that is an element of it and even if it's not an element friendships outside of the game you don't want to jeopardize them as easily you know and Flick comes with baggage, right? George played with Flick and she voted for him mm-hmm. almost every time that she could. So <laughs> in a similar way that Simon has a vendetta. In fact, I think Flick has a more legitimate vendetta against George than Simon even does. So mm-hmm. that's that could be risky to play with. Yeah, so I, I think so, yeah, I, would I would agree. But, I would but my question is, what, like, it's a, I'm a little frustrated that it can't be Ben. Like, why can't it be Ben? I don't well, know. Okay, so if I don't know for them why it can't be Ben, but for me, his George likes to be the center of attention. He likes to be the one in charge, right? And we've now seen, I don't even know if Ben was at this tribal. I don't think he was. Or if George was at this tribal, I don't think he was. But maybe he's heard about it. Ben having that big moment mm. of playing the idol and putting that big speech mm-hmm. and changing the vote and maybe there is an error to Ben that he feels like he can manipulate people and he can be in control similar to George's vibe. Um, And that might be something that George just doesn't want to deal with. Maddie doesn't seem like a pushover, but he definitely seems a lot more chill as a human being, kind uh, and willing to go with what he needs to do, but not like intentionally trying to fuck you over. That's just Mm -hmm. a vibe from the Mm -hmm. edit at least. Um, I was yeah. pretty bummed to see that this is the first time 
that I think Flick's edit for me is not looking as positive. They're not making her look like a bad person or stupid or anything like that, but just it's not as strong of as, as an edit. Yeah, your winner pick. I know it. <laughs> well, things can always change on this show. But I, yeah, I am a little bit disappointed. I mean, I understand the reasoning of, well, Matt, you know, Matt comes with all these other potential people. Uh, that also is a risk. And I mean, George likes the strategy of picking up the bottom feeders as like, here's a spare number. And I think that that's what Ben could have been. And maybe George knew that, maybe he didn't. But I do think it's a missed opportunity to not see like, I mean, I mean, Ben made a good move saving himself uh, last week. And, you know, two queer players good at finding idols like it would have been nice to see them play together but i know people say we that can't about have me and everything evie. <laughs> me and evie all the time but sometimes it just well, isn't i said enough. it about you and genie oh yeah <laughs> I forgot about genie. that makes more sense <laughs> you know i just i i didn't actually try with genie i did not um but no, i loved genie i, I loved genie <laughs> uh <laughs> But also, I've somehow who, managed to bring Jeannie up, I think, uh, every time we've recapped this season. <laughs> she's so great. She's so fabulous. I love Jeannie outside of Survivor. Um, <laughs> yeah, what was I going to say? You know, there's also the element with Ben of there's something about Ben that has been rubbing people the wrong way from the very beginning. Because people have yeah. wanted his ass out from the beginning. And it's like, do you want... I know... If you're able to get an additional number in your alliance that's just going to like help you go forward, do you want somebody that's already a target for being unlikable as opposed to being a target for being really good in the game? I would choose for being good in the game because unlikable isn't a shield for you. Good in the game is a shield. And so if Maddie's seen as good in the game and just not annoying, then that could be a better shield than Ben. Right, because unlikable can very quickly become a goat. Yeah, yeah. And I, then suddenly that person is outlasting you, which you do not want. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, let's fast forward to the reward challenge. They're playing one of my favorite challenges of all time, Hot Pursuit, which I believe first appeared in Survivor Palau. I absolutely love this one. It's where the tribes are uh, weighted down and basically chasing each other around a track in shallow water. I just adore this challenge so much because it's so simple. And it almost always is compelling to watch. I would say that this time it wasn't so compelling to watch. Yeah. <laughs> and I think they did like best or first tribe to three wins or something wins. And it's just like the villains just easily win. And I was surprised at some of the people who didn't do so well. Like Haley was constantly dropping out and Haley, I see Haley a challenge beast. Yeah. Uh, and then also Liz, <laughs> we got to talk about Liz's challenge performance because she is an Olympian. <laughs> and she's not doing so hot in the challenges. Um, I don't know what her Olympic sport is. I was about to—I forgot she was even Olympian. Actually, oh, how not can you forgot. She's got that great tattoo. She's always showing off. I literally have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> she has an, a tattoo on her upper thigh, on her very upper thigh. It shows like when she's wearing a bathing suit and stuff. So always. Um, okay, I'm gonna find out. Just hold. Liz is an Olympic pole vaulter. So maybe if they have a pole vaulting 
challenge. Oh. That is a very specific. <laughs> that does not make you strong at carrying a lot of weight. You need to be super agile and light to be a pole vaulter. <laughs> I feel like those poles are heavy. Yeah. Have you ever held one? Liz is Liz is Russian born. I could totally see that. Yeah. Liz has such great lips. Fabulous. Okay. <laughs> so they're playing for a big Aussie breakfast. Looked very delicious. Brecky. Uh, the villains won it. Brecky, rather. <laughs> I love, though, the cross-tribal talk that's going on this season. I think every Wild. single challenge, it's been a lot of fun. And in this one, we saw Shawnee agree to give Liz her idol at the next challenge. I <sighs> thought Nina was listening in behind them, but actually Nina was having her own conversation behind the yes. fire with somebody else. Yes. I, I, yeah. I paused and I was like, wait, wait. Oh, okay. Secret conversation happening. <laughs> yeah, and maybe Nina should have been listening in on the conversation. But mm -hmm. so they get back and they have their brekkie. Liz finds a hidden immunity idol on Yee! the villains' camp. So, like once again, Liz is just off to the races this week, and I'm so happy that she secured this idol. She immediately tells Jordy about it. Okay, um, wait, wait, wait. Now there's something about this that's been on my spirit and bothering me. Okay. She leaves breakfast out of like during breakfast. She has so much mm. free time being on the fucking bottom, puts her plate down like 10 feet away from where the idol is, searches one area and finds this idol during breakfast. There is no way there is not an idol clue that was found there that they did not show us. There's no way. There's no way. How, sorry, sorry. How how do you know that the plate was 10 feet away from where she found the idol? She puts it down. Like, we see the area where she's eating. She, like, puts down her plate, and she's searching around this very small, secluded area. And she finds I the thought, idol. I thought she, like, put the plate down and ran off into the jungle and was God knows where in the jungle. You know what? Who knows? I, I still <laughs> feel like... But still, for her, during one meal time, one meal... She gets back. People are still eating. And she has found this mm -hmm. idol. After all the hours and days that she's been on this beach, she finds it during that moment. There's also this moment that they have um, right when all the stuff is placed down, they do a zoom in on one of the boxes. And I was like, oh, there's a clue. And nothing comes from it. Then they show us a different angle of a different box that's being propped up with this little scroll thing. Like there's a thing propping it up. And I was like, oh, that must be the clue. They're going to show us nothing. They only show Liz run away and find an idol in four minutes. I just find it strange. Mm. So you think there's things we're missing? Yes. Okay. Regardless, she found the idol. Very happy yeah, for her. But she did. That's strange. Why would you leave while eating this meal <laughs> and somehow find it? Okay. These beaches it's a question are huge. for Liz. It's a question for Liz. Should we ever get her on the podcast after she hears us talk about her Olympic record? <laughs> Which may not happen. So. <laughs> uh... so, so she finds this idol right after coming back from a challenge where Shawnee agrees to give her her idol. And instead of being like, you know what, I'm going to let Shawnee keep that. She decides and talks to Jordy about it. Like, I'm still going to ask for the idol because I want extra protection. Which, like, good for her. Good for her. 
I, I mean, like it. If I'm playing my own game, yes, I understand her thinking. I think it was, and how great that you have an alliance member that trusts you in such a way that she gives you an idol. Um, as a viewer that just is rooting for the Spice Girls, it was such a frustrating moment that she's sharing this information of Shawnee's idol to Jordy. She has kept it a secret this whole time, and it's about to flop. And it's such a bummer to see that for Shawnee. But good on Liv's for having such a tight relationship that she's comfortable enough, not even just asking for it in a shifty way of like, oh, I still need her thing. She says, I found one. I want a second one for Jordy. Like she has, she's able to have that honesty and that's kind of cool. Yeah. I like that she's playing really scrappy like this because she needs to. In her mind, Shawnee's at the top of the food chain over on the New Heroes tribe. Mm -hmm. And here Liz is just like trying to get by on the new villains tribe. And, you know, should they go to like the next three tribal councils, like Liz might be completely fucked. So I like that she's willing to be a little scrappy and kind of take advantage of her ally on the other team. You know what's funny that we haven't touched on? Um, we have gone literal years in American Survivor without an idol being played properly. Literally years. I have not seen one played properly in years. There have been two back-to-back actual good uses of idols in this season. Mm. Isn't that awesome? Even like last season, we saw a complete flop of a moment, an embarrassing moment that helped Mark in the long run, where he played those idols incorrectly and it was embarrassing for him. But helped him win, but still it was not a successful use of an idol. And we had two back-to-back really great ones. With Shawnee and with Ben. Okay, the other interesting thing that's going on here at the villains camp, which is going to be important for the whole week, is that Simon is figuring out how he's going to get, you know, pulled into the fold, brought under the wing of the Alpha Male Alliance. And there's this great scene where Sam is like, okay, I'm going to go talk to Simon and like pitch this idea to him. And Sam's just really struggling with his words. And Simon's like, spit it out, spit it out, mate. (laughs) And so finally, he's kind of like, look, uh, if you want to be brought into this, you need to prove your loyalty. We want your idol. And he promises him the merch. I mean, we have seen this go go wrong so many times. (laughs) And Simon (laughs) seems fine with it. He's excited. And I have it on good authority he has seen my season. So he has seen Shannon me steal advantages from people and vote their asses out. And so he's like, this is amazing. <laughs> I mean, I have to think Simon watches Australian Survivor. I mean, surely he saw last season uh, when <laughs> Sam took Jesse's idol. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I have to imagine he is at least somewhat familiar with the entire debacle uh, that, that the men or under in Micronesia. I imagine he's like somewhat familiar with that. So it is amazing. I'm sure that there was like more consideration from him in this move, but the way that it was portrayed just as like, okay, this sounds great to me uh, is kind of funny, but he does actually go to Sean with sort of an alternate offer, which is that, uh, well, I'll give you my idol, but you need to give it to flick because I want it to get out George. And, Okay, they're kind of okay with that. But it's it's in this moment that he sort of like shows the idol and it's Haley who says, well, where's the paperwork? Yeah. Are you sure this is an idol? She mm-hmm. even says, are you sure it's not a nullifier? 
Which I, I know. Because I feel a little bit like it's supported in my theory. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, he's convinced. He's like, no, it's absolutely an idol. What else would it be? Listen, but you, you die a, a villain. Question, what else would it be? <laughs> I don't know. Well, he'll he'll find out. He'll find out. Okay, so ready to go to the immunity challenge? Yeah. <laughs> Not a lot to say about this challenge, except that watching Sean chop through his log was art. <laughs> and it was pointed out, JLP's coming back, okay? Not Finally. only did he not only was he talking about chopping through this log, showing this log no mercy, but after he gets through the log and the sack of nuts falls, he says, grab oh, your yeah. sack of nuts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You actually can see the players laughing while he says it. <laughs> I thought that was cute. <laughs> yeah. Glad to have him back. Glad to have you back, JLP. So the heroes win this one, and I think the big story here is that Shawnee passes her idol to Jordy. Okay, mm-hmm. good thing he's going to be safe. And then <laughs> Sean passes Simon's idol to Flick. So there's a lot I of didn't exchanging think it going on. I didn't think it happened. I wasn't I, sure either. I know. I thought Sean was pretending to put on a show for Simon's sake, and then kept it himself. And I was like, "Ooh, naughty Sean!" Mm. Mm. He actually did give it. Oh, no, he did it. He did it. Yeah. He did the thing. So over at the supervillains tribe, so Haley's pitching a 3-3 vote, and Simon is suggesting to send Jordy home on the revote. So they're going to vote three on Jordy, three on Liz, send Jordy home. Mm-hmm. Jordy and Liz, however, have aces up their sleeves. And so they pull Haley and Nina aside. They basically give them this ultimatum where Haley and Nina have to decide who they're going to send home from their original tribe. Otherwise, it's going to be one of them. This is my favorite moment of the entire week. It is so funny. And I think Haley and Nina both fail terribly at hiding their emotions in this moment. (laughs) I mean, literally, Uh Jordy says, I have an idol. And then Liz says, and I have an idol too. And Nina can't help but say, shit. And have a yeah, big smile yeah. on her face. <laughs> it is and then even such when they're a like, okay, so so who do you want to put up? And they're like, well, who are you thinking? And they're like, no, you need to say a name. And, and like, Nina's eh. just like, um, with a big mm. smile on her face. <laughs> yeah, but also like Haley calls it out. She's like, you're threatening us, and Jordy's like, I'm not threatening you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I I really did enjoy this. It really like cornered them uh, and. And it's smart to have forced them to put a name forward because even if something goes awry here, you can use this against them in some way, right? Because at the end of the day, they were willing to put Sam's name out there as somebody that was expendable to them. Yeah. Okay, so Haley and Nina are basically like stuck here. They're forced to have to reconsider their plan, but Haley's going to go tattle on them to Simon. And so she basically goes to Simon and is like, hey, did you know that Jordy and Liz have idols? And Simon's reaction is kind of priceless, where he's just got like jaw-dropped, bug-eyed look on his face. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, stop it, stop it, stop. You can't look shocked, you can't look shocked. And finally she walks away and says, get your face better. Sorry, just get your face better. And she says she's it with so it. much annoyance of like, 
how dare you, you little bitch, hear this very shocking news and make a reaction? How dare you? <laughs> Have you never played? She's like disgusting. <laughs> oh, it's so yeah. funny. <laughs> it's great. He's got no game face, but that's okay. He's got a game body. Adi, adi, adi. And then Jordy comes up to him and is like, you, looked ra- you look rattled. It's like, yeah. <laughs> No shit. (laughs) But hey, it wasn't enough to tip Jordy off that anything was going on because at Tribal Council, Jordy's not picking up on a weird vibe, but Sam's picking up on a weird vibe. And I thought that Nina played this really well because Nina managed to communicate to him that both Liz and Jordy have idols. This after Liz was basically like, if we see you whispering... Like, we will we will play our idols and send one of you home. Mm-hmm. So don't fuck with us. And Nina has the guts to somehow secretly communicate to Sam that they both have idols, which is incredible from on Nina's part. My thinking of her reasoning is that she wants to look good if Sam ends up staying back at camp. Mm. She wants to be like, you know, I tried to clue you in and there was nothing I could do, but I tried to help you. Don't be mad at me. And... Somehow she ends up actually being the one to save his ass. Amazing. Yeah. Now he gets to be in debt to her. Yeah. And Sean hatches this new plan to force a tie between Jordy and Sam. And so if Jordy doesn't play his idol, he'll go home on the Revo. And if he does, then I guess Sean's still willing to lose Sam. But this was all confusing to me because it's like Sean was whispering, right? And I thought the deal was, I mean, I guess they called their bluff because I thought the deal was whispering equals we're playing our idols. So it was a little frustrating that when they do vote, neither of them plays their idols. I mean, especially Jordy, but uh, that's because he goes home with the idol in his pocket. Actually, it's around his neck when he goes home. But I don't get like, that. Why didn't he give it to her? I just don't understand. I don't understand why, what? why he didn't give that idol to her. Before he left the he game. to who? To, Sean, uh, to Liz. There was a revote. So when he realized there was a tie, the game is yeah. not over. His torch has not been snuffed. He is allowed to pass that idol on to somebody else. There's I don't ent- think he is. Because there's an entire revote. Or no. he could have done it the second he saw his name being read, like during the actual reading of the votes, he could have passed it off. He absolutely. So my under my understanding is that is against the rules during the votes being read. Yeah. Why? I've never once the votes start being read. So I I have heard this and I think it came up last season for some reason. Something about the switcheroo of idols between Sam and Mark. I think uh, brought this up that it used to not be a rule because I think we saw that happen in maybe season four or something that somebody passed an idol. Um, but that they changed that as a rule. Please, somebody out there, correct me if I'm wrong. But oh, my will. understanding <laughs> is that once once you start reading the votes, idols can no longer be passed, especially not from somebody who's like receiving votes or to somebody who's receiving votes, right? Because that's totally unfair. Especially if like now, now Jordy is the subject of a tie vote. It's all but a foregone conclusion that he's going home. He can't start handing off all of his possessions to somebody. Like that's... That's not fair, especially if you're trying to get, especially if you're trying to flush an idol or send somebody home with an idol in their pocket. Like, that's not right. Mm, I see. I see. 
I, of course, I, just, I would love uh, for Liz to have had another idol. Yeah, <laughs> but like, yeah, you can't be handing an idol off. Um, fine, fine. So fine. that's how I feel about it. <laughs> uh, so they revote. Of course, Jordy goes home. He says he's done a Simon. Uh, love that. He says, I did listen to uh, some of his exit press, and he said he would never, ever have played the idol. Basically, how he said it was that what he was looking for out of this tribal was to leave with a new alliance, which would have been this Haley Nina thing, which I don't know that it was the best plan to go in there and like build a new alliance based on a threat. I think that was like poor gameplay, maybe, but that, you know, the risk of not playing the idol. Uh, uh, and gaining a new alliance outweighed burning the idol for him. So I, I don't buy it, but like that's what he's saying. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So that is what it is. Well, over at the heroes camp, Flick and Maddie are trying to pull Stevie in using the triangle symbol, which was conveyed to them uh, at one of the previous challenges. That basically they were like. Simon's like, if you use this symbol and you tell him this is your destiny, then Stevie will definitely be on your side because they'll know that you're working with Simon. And I'm like, since when? What kind of opportunity is it for Stevie to work with Simon again? Like he has already been shown that Simon is not loyal to him. So is this the best we can do? It was very weird. This whole bat signal situation happening and that being like, (laughs) Oh, oh, <laughs> I was like, why are you saying, oh, <laughs> this means nothing. I did love Stevie saying, oh, this is very interesting information. <laughs> <laughs> and then their next, their next blunder was that Flick decides to keep the cookie idol, which was handed to her by Sean, a secret from only Ben. So I uh, know everybody knows she's got this thing except for Ben, the one person who could shed some light on it not being a real idol. Now, please correct me if I'm incorrect. When Ben plays his idol, was that before Tribe Swap or after? It was before. Okay. Well, actually, it wouldn't really matter because Ben's on her uh, still on Flick's tribe. Flick mm-hmm. has seen a real idol. Mm-hmm. What? Why are we assuming, like, they've seen what the idols look like? Yeah. I don't understand this cookie situation. Me neither. And I understand, like, why would, I don't know. There's just no world where there would be two different looking idols. I I just, I don't understand it. Okay. Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> desperate times call for desperate measures, I think. Um, oh, oh, we also, right before this, we got some Nina content and she got a second intro package about her mom. Oh, yeah. Sandra made a cameo. Uh-huh. We get a Love whole, that. and Nina had already had an intro. Like, this was a full-on second coming for Nina. Yeah. And she, she wants to step it up. Like, she's ready to play the game. And I'm ready to see it. And this is also, such a Also, I cool... loved, the, I think there was like a little quote about, you know, I'm, I'm ready to become a villain. Yes. Yeah. Oh, she says, yeah. I still feel like a hero, but I'm, I have villainous tendencies and I like it. Something yeah. like that. Um, yeah, yeah, but yeah, I yeah. love that we're getting a throwback to the original heroes villains season in the U S with her mom, Sandra, 
right before a challenge with one of the hero's villains uh, challenges with the blocks. Oh, yes. Is this the stair building challenge? Yeah. 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 Same episode. Love that. Yeah. Good catch. Good catch. And this also before that challenge is when we see the formation of the new secret alliance, which is Sam, Dave, Nina, and Liz, because I think Sam is feeling very on the outs, having received, like, surprisingly received four votes, uh, almost going home, had Jordy played his idol. So he's not feeling great. Uh, Nina, I think, is not feeling great about the situation that she was put in. She seems very close to Dave because when they were threatened by Jordy and Liz, the first thing Nina said was, well, not Dave. That made me stressed out. She shouldn't have said that. <laughs> I was like, no. So, yeah. So they're willing to bring Liz into this, which I love. I love this idea of Nina, Liz, Dave, and Sam. I mm-hmm. do wish Haley was a little involved in that somehow because she was involved in that uh, split on Sam and, and the conversation with the idols with Jordy and Liz. So I thought there might be a place for Haley in here, but ultimately there's not. But I, I'm happy with this group of four, and I, I really want to see this play out. Unfortunately, we got robbed of that uh, in episode 12, but, you know... But, but you know, I, they don't tell us why, but there's clearly there, it, there has to be a why in there of why Nina wanted Haley gone in episode 12. There must be a piece we're missing of their relationship or a mm-hmm. lacking trust or something for Nina not to include it Haley in episode 11 yeah. and then continue that, vi- not vendetta, but continue this like, well, I never wanted to work with Haley anyway, kind of vibe. It's surprising. Yeah. yeah. And if I remember back to the very earliest episodes, I don't think that Nina and Haley ever really were close when it came to strategy. Uh, and I think she was happy to be a part of uh, a potential Haley vote in the very early days on that first tribal that they were going to go where where they ended up sending Rogue. Uh, it did seem like Nina was on board to get rid of the former winner. So, I mean, hey, she's seen a former winner win Heroes versus Villains twice, and I don't think she's uh, she doesn't want that. She wants... The only thing she wants to recreate of that is, is a twine winning. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I think that when it came to Nina and Haley being confronted by Jordy and Liz, I think it was completely circumstantial. Like, I got the sense that Nina and Haley were just out getting water, just uh, just running errands, mm. and they happened to get cornered. And so it's not like they were cornered as allies. They were just cornered as two people from the original Heroes tribe. So yeah, that makes never- sense. Yeah, I never thought of that. Oh, I have a question. Do you? Could you remember everything? Um, who won Heroes Villains that stacking challenge with the blocks? The original. Uh, Was it the villains? I'm picturing that. the villains. I'm picturing the red blocks. In I the don't further. think the villains did because didn't Rob Mariano have like? Isn't that when he? Wasn't he really struggling with that one? Is that where he like faints and cries? Well, he faints back <laughs> at camp. Yeah, but I feel like he sucked on that one quote sue hawk <laughs> i'll figure this out i just want to know if nina and her mother both win on the because they're both villains at this point mm-hmm. curious do you count this win. as a real win for the villains <laughs> because because <laughs> shawnee and george threw this oh, challenge god it's so funny and flick just being like that's so annoying <laughs> yeah and i just love Haley clocking it right out the gate they're oh, throwing yeah. it look look they're throwing it <laughs> <laughs> 
And it's like, if anybody knows, if anybody can tell when somebody is throwing a challenge, it's Haley because they were being about as conspicuous as Haley is when she's throwing a challenge. I know she's so bad at it. I also wonder, I think she could have pointed it out either way because she has a super awareness about her. But I wonder if George had some like Matt talk with her. And said, we're going to throw mm. it. I know we haven't been seeing George and Haley communicate. And I assume it's happening. But yeah. there's so much happening uh, that they're not sh- focusing on that. Because that George and Haley secret alliance going on was such a big part of the pre-swap game. And now it's disappeared. But it's disappeared in favor of sort of like the Simon v. George and the Spice Girls communicating and all of that. But I have to imagine it's still happening. Yeah. I mean, she looked amused watching George throw the challenge. <laughs> but uh, before this challenge even started, this is where they come back and find out Jordy's been voted out. Shawnee mm. realizes that Jordy was sent home with her idol. Her idol's been completely wasted. Now she's idolless. And, you know, she went from having two idols, one of them a secret, and now she has no idols. Uh huh. And Simon was Very once again, or I guess the beginning of him being thrown under the bus for not voting. With his original uh, tribe. So that's a big moment. Yeah. Yeah. And George, uh, with his hyperbole, is there saying, this is a declaration of war, and we've got hostages, and we're ready to cut them loose. I loved I was cackling. (laughs) I loved it. It's like, (laughs) so they voted off the obvious person. <laughs> they voted off the person that George never even wanted to work with, that George threw under the bus in that huge tribal council. And it's a declaration of war. It's hilarious. Uh, I just love it. Like he'll take <laughs> any opportunity for a bit of uh theatrics, and I'm so here for it. And so that's how they decide, like, okay, time to lose this challenge, time to throw it. And the way that they're just literally not touching the box, it's so funny. George and Sean <laughs> just like putting their arms in the air. Like, surely the rest of their tribe know. I mean, we did have Flick commenting on it and Matt commenting on it. It was just so funny. And then them being like, let's wait, let's wait for them to get the box along the track. Like, no, no need to, we wouldn't want to crush them or anything. So we should just wait for them to do theirs and then we'll do ours. And it's amazing because they really came close. Like it was close yeah. in the end. They almost like, yes, they were just one block so away. And they I just, would have won. I love Shawnee whispering at uh, George at one point, like I'm not touch. I'm pushing that box. <laughs> <laughs> and then like towards the end of the challenge, that last portion where they're getting the staircase together and Liz and George just stand there and chat. And they have a catch up <laughs> challenge. And she tells him that she's got an idol that Jordy left with Shawnee's idol and that Simon's flipped and has given his idol to the OG heroes tribe. So George now has all the information he needs and the villains win and the heroes are going to tribal council. Yes. Amazing. And so back at the heroes camp, you've got basically the spice girls deciding the best route for them is to put their votes on Ben because, you know, if indeed they have this Simon idol that they believe is floating around and uh, being held by flick, then Ben is the least likely to be saved. And I think that's the right read. Yeah, and and um, I love George outing Flick for having that idol and her just yeah. being like, she had to maintain that smile she had. She's like, and, yes, I do, George. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
And they do really work on Stevie. And it, it does feel like Stevie's seriously considering which way he wants to go. Because as much as I think he's happy to be in the majority, I don't think he cares which majority it is. Yeah. And, you know, it was, uh, it was kind of a frustrating scene. And I'm not mad at um, Poppy or Shawnee. Because they're frustrated and they're just like, God, Stevie, get the fuck together. But they didn't have the backstory. They didn't have all the information to know what Stevie was struggling with. Because this scene, without any context, just makes it look like Stevie can't comprehend the plan. When he's just trying really hard to figure out which plan is best for him. And Poppy and Shawnee are kind of like nudging each other and laughing at him. Because he's Mm. so flustered and so confused sounding he sounds confused at least and he's like how about we put five votes and they're like who's the fifth person like was it shawnee that said <laughs> yeah what should like, i grab a crab <laughs> yeah oh yeah it's just like i'm gonna get a crab to come vote at tribal council for us <laughs> it was very uh tiffany from season 41 of her tiffany said the same thing of like oh, i will bring anybody anybody who wants to vote for me the crabs <laughs> <laughs> didn't remember that one <laughs> did yeah well stevie was becoming like a bit tough to wrangle here and i'm not sure i'm not sure what stevie was doing because on one hand i get in stevie's position you don't want to be told like just shut up and follow our plan like that's not a great way to manage your allies i think and he wants to talk to people and i I do think it's important to talk to people because you know what if i mean if you're talking to people you might get the sense of where their vote might go and you don't want it to be on you so if you can have some influence just in case something happens right like this idol does get played correctly well like I need a contingency plan here. So I get where he's coming from, but I also get where the others are coming from. Where they're like, let's just not fuck this up because I think we've got a good plan here. So uh, Stevie does, though, seem to be seriously considering this. He does say he's the swing vote. He does tell them that he's like 75% of the way there. Either I, I, w- I wasn't sure what the 75% was, whether it was like, I'm 75% with you on getting George out. Or I'm 75% still with my original alliance. Um, I'd have to rewatch that. But uh, but he was 75, which is like not a great percentage. Yeah. And 25% is a lot of wiggle room. The big thing was I didn't want him to be like made fun of. That was like the main reason why I was saying that. But mm-hmm. gameplay wise, he's not good at this game. Like he's just not because... Even though he's struggling with what decision to make, you need to be able to think at least medium quick on your feet on how to navigate the two sides and not make both of them suspicious. He's saying to split the vote when there's only four of them. He's like, I mean, he's saying the most irrational responses. And I think it was really showing his uh, inability to navigate the strategic side of this game. Mm hmm. Yeah. Agreed. And like, I really like Stevie. Yeah. And yeah. I think he's great TV. And I really like him as an ally here. But he makes me nervous because I want the Spice Girls to succeed. I want especially George, Shawnee, and Liz to succeed. I think they've done a really good job of making Jerry feel valued and a part of the team and one of the Spice Girls, even mm-hmm. though I think he's lower on the totem pole. 
And I don't think they've done the same with Stevie. And that makes me really nervous because although I don't see Stevie, you know, going to work with Simon anytime soon, I think he's got a lot of other options out there, especially if he makes it to merge. And I just, I want him to feel valued and loved so that he doesn't budge. (laughs) That's my concern with Stevie. Yeah. But I mean, George already made him feel valued and loved a couple episodes ago, and now he's already willing to leave all that behind when George literally saved him in this game. So even that doesn't seem to work with Stevie. Stevie has short-term memory and just moves on, you know, like he's just, whatever's, whatever opportunities are in front of me, that's what he's focused on for that week, it seems. Yeah, I hear you, but I think it's like, a relationship is like a day-to-day thing. I think you need to reinforce that. Yeah. And if if he's feeling like he's not being heard, and like, granted, what he's saying isn't making sense, but it's like, instead of laughing at him, we can like talk through it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And so like, I know, I know we're only seeing like a tiny snippet, and I know it's great TV, but it does, it makes me worried for the Alliance. It really does. Yes. Uh, especially like in this preview of seeing Liz go over there and that they're going to start having some uh, butting of heads, then like, where's this going to leave everybody? I don't want this to be shattered before the merge even even comes because this is like the most iconic alliance I've seen in a very long time. So, okay. Uh, so Flick decides that there's basically two courses they can take. If Steve is on board, they're going to vote for George because it's clean and they can finally get George out. And I think that that's appealing to Stevie because, like he has said m- many times, George is such a great player of the game and he's such a huge threat. It would be a great thing to be a part of the group that takes him out. So I think that's there is some appeal there. And she says if they're not on board, they'll go for Jerry because he's least likely to be saved by an idol because basically like if he's not on board, we don't have the numbers, but we do have this idol. If we play it correctly that, and just in case the other group, the spice girls also have an idol, it's least likely to be played for Jerry. So it's interesting to see that the spice girls Alliance and the original heroes are kind of taking the same approach of vote for the person least likely to be saved by an idol. Mm Mm-hmm. Which is great for the pre-merge because it means we're losing like kind of the less valuable players here, um, Jerry or Ben. I don't mean they're like less valuable, but you know they're 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 not big. You know they're not big strategic threats at this point. So, yeah. so at Tribal Council, George presents this <laughs> deal to Flick, and it's so outrageous to be like Flick you know what, you've got this idol. I suggest to you, you throw it in the fire. And that is how you will prove your loyalty to me by burning your idol. You don't need it. You'll be safe if you burn the idol. If you don't, I can't guarantee anything. Mm -hmm. Is there any world in which Flick throws the idol in the fire? You know, in this situation, I actually had a moment. At first, I thought it was just like, oh, George being George. And then when I realized it was a real offer, I think Flick should have taken it. I actually somehow do think she should have taken it. Yeah. And maybe it's just because I have the knowledge of knowing that, like, she already tried to work with George at one point. Like, she had already offered herself up as a double agent by this point. So she's willing to work with him. She's willing to do something to be safe. 
why are you not taking advantage of this right now when you offered your services to yeah. him? There is something to this that George has now presented two deals at two different tribal councils, one to Simon and one to Flick. They haven't taken it. And while I think that the surprise tribal council deal makes for absolutely incredible jaw-dropping television, I don't know that it's ever going to work in the game because like, people need time to think about this. People need time to get comfortable with the idea. Uh, and I don't think that sitting in front of the fire and sitting in front of Jonathan is like necessarily the right headspace to make this kind of a snap decision. And so I don't know if like anybody would ever in the, in the moment, uh, you know, agree to something like this. I think if the seeds had been planted back at camp of like, look, flick, like, don't play your idol. If you don't play your idol, then I guarantee you some safety, blah, 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 blah. And and you have, she has some time to ruminate on that and be like, okay, well, maybe there is something here. And maybe I do trust George enough to move forward with this mm-hmm. idea. And then spring the, spring the theatrics of throw it in the fire at tribal council. And maybe she's become so comfortable enough at that point with the idea of not playing it and working with George to actually take that leap of faith. Uh, still, I think it's like a bit of a stretch, but I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what to make of George's deals. I, I want to see more of them. I, I love the deals, uh, but I, I don't, I'm not sure they're going to work. Yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely confusing because the they threw the challenge. Uh, it's so hard. I just, for Flick, I feel like she has nothing to lose and... Or she, she doesn't really have any footing at this particular moment. And yeah, there's always the idea of, well, maybe if I can just make it to merge, then, you know, as long as they make it through this vote, that'll be fine. But she's seeing firsthand that George is willing to throw a challenge to get her ass out. They threw a challenge specifically to get her out. So I can see not trusting the situation, but George is already reckless. So I don't, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. You know what would have been really incredible is if Flick had shown Ben the idol and knew that it wasn't an idol and then threw it in the fire to gain George's trust. Like if she was, a, you know, that it was like a blindside on the blindside sort of thing. Yes. That would have been incredible. And all she needed to do was show the idol to Ben. Nobody trusts Ben enough, man. Nobody. Nobody trusts Ben. And, uh, well, she does finally show the idol to Ben when she pulls it out to play it for Maddie. And Ben's face, when he sees the idol, is priceless <laughs> because he knows exactly <laughs> what it is. And I don't know how he knows what he is, but he knows what it is. <laughs> yeah. But he knows it's not an idol. Yes. He knows that much. And so she presents it to I- Jonathan, and Jonathan reveals that it is not a hidden immunity idol. And so Ben is sent home with four votes. Uh, Jerry received three votes, just like the plan. Um, and Ben is sent packing. Now, a little this early is wh- for me, but. This is what I, I just wanted more. I, I thought that the coin, the cookie idol was going to be something. And mm-hmm. so I was really frustrated with the editing of this and not knowing if Flick got the cookie idol back, if it was given back to her. 
And I was like losing my mind over the fact that I did not know if she got it back. And then I was like, wait, are per the rules of Survivor that once you give something to Jonathan or to Jeff or whoever the host is, that it is no longer yours, no matter what it is, whether it's an idol, a stick, whatever, you don't get it back. And I would just love to know, like, rule-wise, can you get it back? Can you say, oh, okay, never mind, and ask for it back? Or is it, mm. no, you've given it up? Because what if it was something? I think something? you've given it up. I think mm. you've given it up. But, of course, if it, like, let's say it was a nullifier, they wouldn't want them gone from the game, right? So, hard to say. Yeah. But it is still, like, a valuable tool. I mean, not everybody has seen that thing. And so you could, like I said, like put a string around it and pass it off as a fake idol at some point, yeah. which could help you in the game. Nothing came of Ben's fake idol. Mm-mm. All of that uh, and nothing came of it. Nothing. That's a shame. Well, okay. Flick is feeling stitched up by Simon. And the assumption here is that Simon knew the idol was fake all along, which I love <laughs> because Simon is getting so much credit for like a mastermind move, <laughs> which which was not in fact a mastermind move. And, you know, they're laughing it up about Sean being tricked by a fake idol again, two seasons, two times he's been tricked by a fake idol. Um, and so I, I just love the, the misunderstanding around this whole thing. Oh, yeah. And did you I, I know you block all of the hashtags and all the players and everything. So you're not spoiled. Did you see what Jonathan tweeted about that moment by chance? Didn't see it. Didn't see it. Um, Flick should have known that when Simon's name was in the sentence, it wasn't a mastermind plan. Something along those <laughs> lines. <laughs> oh. I know. <laughs> like I, I feel a little bad for Simon because it's <laughs> oh, totally. He, it's I mean, like this, sad. This is, I mean, this is episode twelve. He's about to have the worst day of his life. But it's like, g- given the information he had, like, had this been a real idol, it's not a bad idea. And like, granted, Flick didn't play it for the right person, and so like that wouldn't matter. But like, it. You know, everything that he did with this thinking it's a real idol wasn't bad. Uh, He doesn't necessarily play with the best poker face and he doesn't necessarily have the best read in social situations. But like, he's not the worst we've ever seen. Yeah. But he's become a bit of a punching bag for the season. And um, (laughs) punch me. Uh, So... (laughs) (laughs) God. <laughs> so, uh, George really wants to bring Matt into the fold of this alliance, like we talked about, and uh, they offer they offer that <laughs> they offer him this deal. They're like, you can come and you can bring a friend. So, but I think the contingency here is that like, uh, or or the, uh, the 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 fine print on this is you can bring a friend from the other tribe. You can't bring Flick, and you can't. Yeah, you can't. That's all they got left. You can't bring Flick. You have to bring from a friend from the other tribe, probably one of the alpha males, right? So yeah, yeah, it's it's an interesting one. Um, and over on the villains tribe, uh, Liz wants to give Simon a reality check. <laughs> reality check. Reality check. <laughs> no, actually, get checked. Uh, she goes to him and says, "Hey, 
let's show each other our idols. Hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> and Liz shows Simon her idol. And he's like, thanks, but I don't trust you. <laughs> like, I love it. I love it. And Liz confronts him about uh, the lies he's told and that he f- he was actually somebody who wrote down Jordy's name in the tribal council where Jordy went home. And they this whole argument continues in front of the whole tribe. Like, I loved it. They were living for drama. Yeah, but then I was a little bit stressed for Liz that people were painting her as like emotional and like oh you know she's causing a scene she's being a little bit difficult at camp it's like actually she's not she's being pretty reasonable and being pissed off at simon simon has like fucked her over this is a fair argument it's fair yeah and she's like yes she's got this secret alliance but she is on her own that alliance hasn't been tested yet and she's completely on her own she's she's like the last of her kind now that simon has uh transitioned into like an og hero basically and so uh it's a problem for her and you know she's having to use everything that she can she has nothing left to lose basically right yeah um but the new alliance, the secret alliance of Dave, Nina, Simon, and Sam, consider, well, okay, next time we go to tribal, do we get rid of Simon or do we make a bigger move? Liz wants to make a big move. And she wants to take out either Sean or Haley, which I love. Like, yes, Liz. Liz yes. is in her queen era. I just think, yes, I fully agree. Queen era, very happy. But also, why are we so easily swayed to get out the women and not like one person? Who was it? Matt. One person says, oh, let's do Haley instead of Sean. And they were like, "Okay, let's go for the woman. It's like, how many strong boys are left in the damn game? Mm -hmm. Get rid Mm -hmm. of fucking Sean. I don't get Mm -hmm. I don't get that tunnel vision here. That's frustrating. Agreed. Agreed. People must like Sean. I think they like Haley too, but Haley still has that winner target on her. Yeah. And that sucks. Yeah, but, but I would rather keep that in the game than Sean. Agreed. <laughs> you can cut that at any time, but once we start getting down to individual immunity, like Sean is going to be like tearing through those individual immunity challenges. Yeah, and Haley's still going to be a shield being a winner. Like and nobody knows that Sean has that idol, that damn idol. He's done a great job of keeping that quiet. On fa- fabulous job. I actually forgot he. I actually questioned if he still had it because he was in jeopardy this week a little bit. It felt like, and he was just like, not saying a word, not yeah. using this yeah. as a chip, nothing. <laughs> yeah. Let's go to the reward challenge because it's a big one. Uh, for reasons that have nothing to do with the challenge. Not a, not at uh, all. <laughs> first of all, Flick calls out Simon for the fake idol, right? Ooh. And this is all great, great content. She's basically like, I played that idol that Simon gave me and it was fake. Simon is shocked. Like once again, he's doing the same face. He's He needs to get his face right uh, because <laughs> he's totally shocked. And <laughs> he, he's like, it was an idol. And Shawnee's like, it was a piece of wood. <laughs> and I love that as a callback to Survivor Micronesia. It's a fucking uh-huh. stick uh, because that also was a piece of wood. <laughs> <laughs> and I love that George just like takes his opportunity. He's like, oh, an opportunity to poke at 
poke the bear. Okay, I'm ready. And Simon's like, you know what, George? I don't know what the hell is going on. And George goes, well, that's very clear to all of us. <laughs> like, that is an incredible quote. A George, who has had many great quotes, like, that is a really good one. Yeah, and then he ropes in Sean and, like, makes Sean yeah. feel like an idiot. Two seasons in a row, huh? <laughs> yeah, two seasons now. You've been duped by a fake idol. God. So they're playing reward for a Chinese banquet, which is a really fun, that's a fun reward. Uh, you don't see that one on US Survivor. Well, now they just do like cookies and cake uh, or sandwiches. Yeah. But, yeah, this, I like this as a, as a concept. And uh, they're playing this dumb ring toss game. I don't care about that. What I care about is that it started raining during the challenge. <laughs> There was just a lot going on in this challenge. So it starts raining. And of course, like the second two raindrops hit JLP's thin, thin t-shirt, it's soaked through. His abs and his pecs are monstrous. (laughs) They are gigantic. And that t-shirt was, uh, it was why I I rewatched it too many times. So... (laughs) Loved that. But not only did I love it, Liz loved it. Shawnee loved it. What did I say that Liz said? Um, uh, lucky she said us. it's our lucky day. It's yeah. our lucky day. <laughs> <laughs> Shawnee invited John- uh, Jonathan back to camp for dinner. Uh-huh. She said I'm cooking. Uh, yeah. Uh, Jonathan, if you ever hear this, I'm cooking. <laughs> uh, yeah. Loved, loved all of that. I also loved uh, that George and Simon squared off against each other and they were tossing each other's rings around like like wild. But here's what's funny. George does it first when they're climbing up the ladder. No one says anything. They're like, hee hee. Simon does it. And they're like, oh, Simon, play fair, play nice. No one, (laughs) no one likes Simon. (laughs) Like, it's funny. At this point, it's funny. Yeah. Stevie, Stevie was really fun to watch doing this without his glasses on. Couldn't see shit as the ring oh, around yeah. his neck makes it his first toss with his eyes closed. <laughs> yeah. And Flick and Sam go head to head and they take their round to discuss getting rid of Simon. And Flick suggests that the villains throw the next challenge to get Simon out. Mm-hmm. And so that's going to become important. Uh, the villains end up winning this and they have their big banquet and i love this jar of fortune cookies like we can't get (laughs) enough of the jar of cookies because it's like jonathan like planted that seed at the challenge where he was like who knows there may even be some fortune cookies and you know the name is in the title they are fortune cookies and so there may be a fortune to be won in here and so Nina's shaking it around upside down in front of everybody Nina Nina is wrapped around that jar like (laughs) nobody else and she is not letting it out of her sight I was half expecting someone whether it be Nina or somebody else to start cracking them all, all open like at that point if you're like Liz let's say just start cracking them open there's gotta be something in those fortune cookies oh yeah I love to be. There was a cute moment where Sean was like, 
There's an idol back at your... T- <laughs> I actually believed him for a second, and I was like, oh. oh. <laughs> well, I almost thought, like, that's a that's not a bad cover if you actually did have a clue. Oh, yeah. If you just read it, maybe change a word. Yes. And pretend like it was a joke. It takes the right person to do that, though. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm not sure Sam could get away with that. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah i liked this one but boy simon's simon. having a terrible day all the Those all the confessionals zoom of simon <laughs> the one where it's just like five seconds of dead air as he's staring into the camera <laughs> with his little arms crossed and he's just like sad and then he yeah. says this is the worst day ever <laughs> <laughs> it's really it's really sad for simon uh, he's but it makes on. me love him. It makes me love him even more. Than That's him. yes. He is on an emotional journey. What if he wins this shit? Like, can you imagine? Let's not go crazy. I know, but can you imagine? <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine. Yeah, uh, it's it, it's amazing. Keep I, I keep trying to think like who is the main character because in some ways I feel like George is fading into the background just a little bit just a little bit and it's like is Simon the main character it seems like it at the moment I think he is yeah but they could they could be setting us up for like a really good merge boot sort of situation or who knows right but uh yeah we it really is so well because pre-merge is so inconsequential in so many seasons and yet we've had so many huge iconic big moments and yet we could get to merge be a completely different ball game and not even remember the first half essentially like it's wild how much time is left with all the fantastic shit we've seen yeah this pre-merge has been really good and i have to say i talk a lot of shit about tribe swaps and i've been talking about how uh new era survivor us survivor has its problems for me and uh, a lot of people talk about the need for tribe swaps to come back and i always defend like i don't like tribe swaps i feel like in a lot of cases tribe swaps like really complicate the dynamics in a negative way for the viewer like i find it harder like once i get used to a dynamic and i like it especially say on this season of heroes versus villains like i loved that villain dynamic so much i didn't want there to be a tribe swap now that it's here i'm really happy for it because it's playing out really well all the cross tribal talk the idea of throwing challenges like every challenge is a throw and there's a strategic (laughs) reason for it Mm-hmm. And it leads to really great strategy and really fun tribals. So this tribe swap is really paying off for me. So I'm I'm eating crow on what I say about tribe swaps usually. So I'm happy for it. I feel like this, and it's led to this like really incredible pre-merge where we had like a great pre-swap pre-merge and we have a great post-swap pre-merge. Uh, and like, I, I can't even believe that there's still a merge to come. Yeah. Eating crow. I really hope it doesn't that. fizzle out. <laughs> Um, can you please, if you were in danger, if you were Mr. Simon, would you Uh ever sit out of the fucking challenge? Well, I have to wonder because I think about that Oprah clip, you know, that Oprah interview with Meghan Markle. And I'd like to ask Simon, did you sit or were you sat? (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, I, I don't, I don't get it. I don't get why he sat this out. I think that I think he was told to sit out. Honestly, maybe there's no way if you're having such a bad day. You're having such a bad time. You're in such a weird position where nobody trusts you. I mean, even before this challenge, Sean is like, I mean, he's not saying it to Simon, but he's like, you know, this this swear I made on my kids' lives, it's off because the whole thing hinged on Simon giving me an idol and he didn't do that. Yeah. Which, by the way, swearing, I don't, whatever. It's so stupid. I would swear on my kids' lives. I mean, I don't have kids, but like, I would swear on anybody's life. Does it matter? I can't say. <laughs> I can't say. Like, I have I mean, never held it against somebody to swear on anything in a game. So when, so I'll say it from not my perspective or like not my experience. To me, I think it's totally fair what Tony did um, in Kagayan. I, mm-hmm. I think it's fair. You do it. I, and I don't know if I would. I, I don't know. But I, I've seen the conflicting feelings um, on how it hurts people in a way that they can't they can't comprehend. So like Shan used her faith against people, um, you know, in my season and, you know, like bonded with people through her faith. And that hit people in a way that they can't for like to them, there is just no forgiveness there. I will never speak mm. to you again. You bonded with me over God. And there's no one go. There's no going back from that for some people. And for me, it's like even though I think it's fair to do whatever you need to do, I think it's fair. Shan wants to say something; she can say whatever she wants to say. That's fair. Um, I don't know how I would do. And I, I, when I was playing, I wasn't thinking about the audience at home. I really wasn't. But that's one of the moments I think I would think about the audience, and I would pause and be like, "How much do I want to be hated for this?" Mm. and what will my family think or what will my loved one think like i i don't know it's really complicated yeah i guess i guess it's one thing to say if i was playing survivor i would swear on anything Mm -hmm. but then i guess the tony comparison is a good one because uh people didn't like that. So it doesn't matter how I feel about it. It matters how other people feel about it. Yeah. At the end of the day, when you're looking for their vote, uh, like Trish really went in on Tony for that. Yeah. Uh, and it could have cost him the game. With an iconic know? tribal speech. Yeah. On your father's soul. <laughs> <laughs> and I love how he's like, I was it worth ever. it? Ever. <laughs> yeah. I love that speech. And he's like, it was worth it. And she's like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> was it worth it for a million dollars? A million dollars. <laughs> oh, that's good. Yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah. Uh, but but Sean's off. Sean's off the hook for this one because there was there is no deal. The deal is null and void. Yeah. So, okay. <laughs> so the villains do end up throwing this challenge in like a really wild way. Like again, Haley with the throwing, uh, <laughs> give her a round of applause. Not even putting the cube. I didn't even know you could put the cubes wrong because nobody's ever done that before. Like in my like, mind, it would just happen. <laughs> In my mind, the cubes have the image on every single side. Mm. But no, it must be so clear 
to the players. <laughs> <laughs> that nobody's ever done that before. Then she opens her thing and like they're all fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> I just love that she said it was habit. What do you mean habit? It's habit yeah. to do it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it was good. It was good. You know, it's these games, all of these challenges throughout the history of Survivor, I think they're just so um, inconsistent. Do you remember last season when they had to do that challenge where they had all the cubes and they had to press them together and it had to read the word the front way for one of the teams? Yes, yes. Blood? Yes. But the other team, it, like, they had to have it both ways. Yeah. There's so little consistency with like, does it matter which way? I, I one of my puzzles that I won, somebody else was like right on my tail. I think it was Deshaun. He had it almost right facing him, but for this one challenge, this particular challenge, you had to have it right on both sides, and that wasn't the case in all the challenges. It was just mm. like whichever challenge Jeff says it matters and so it's it's just weird it's weird you know yeah i mean there's no argument for Haley here because it's oh yeah, like, yeah yeah what was jonathan gonna go do check if the cues were right <laughs> just not facing him <laughs> yeah no no i i know that it's just but yeah i hear you i hear these you. things it's like there it's is like yeah it's why why aren't the images all around the cube yeah why does it matter which way the cube why is that an I added element yeah. to this i yeah. I don't get it. <laughs> uh, well, it worked out for me because I was laughing. It was funny. Uh, so, <laughs> so the villains lose. And they come back and here's where everything starts to go down. Because I really thought Haley was done for. Because earlier in the episode, I think, is when the Secret Alliance brought up Haley's name. And they cut to a slow-mo shot. Of Haley mm-hmm. with fire rising in front of her face. And I was like, holy shit, Haley's going down this episode. I that's what I texted you. I immediately said, I think Haley's going home. Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. <laughs> and then they come back from the challenge and Haley gets this confessional where she goes, It's always risky to throw a challenge. I like, know oh, it. Oh, they are putting the nail in her coffin. This is it. <laughs> This is it. There's no reason we need to hear from Haley that it's risky to throw a challenge. I know. When she's already done it uh, twice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so two main plans come together. The first one that Haley's in on is a split vote between Simon and Liz with one contingency vote put on Sam. But that was maybe a mistake because Sam is like, really picking up on everything in this episode. He's yes. really picking up on people's weird body language, who's talking to who, and they're talking one contingency vote. Like, this could have been kept totally quiet, right? But everybody's acting weird, and Sam's picking up on that, and so he's going to talk to people, and they're being weird to him even further, and he's feeling really uncomfortable. And finally, I think it's Nina that's like, so this is the plan that's being told to people. It's this split vote between Simon and Liz with a contingency on you. Well, he's not happy about that. So the secret alliance manages to communicate very effectively. Like it's almost like we see, we're kind of seeing Nina pull it together. Yes. Uh, and I don't know whose move it is because it's like, I think it's a collective because it was Liz first who pitched this idea of a big move of Sean or Haley. Nina liked that, so she started pushing that. Everyone seems to be down with it, but it's really like 
they have to be really sneaky with it. And it's Nina we see kind of go around to everybody and be like, okay, so we'll do this, we'll do this, we'll do this. And she does it very effectively. So I think had they been able to pull this off, this vote for Haley uh, by the Secret Alliance, I think Nina would have gotten the credit as the Queen Slayer. I know it. I know it. And in this particular vote, I I was thinking about, okay, this all stemmed from Sam's, not like paranoia, like he was in, incorrect, but just his awareness of what was going on. We only needed his point of view here. We only needed his perspective. The confessionals could have and should have been him being like, okay, no, I was able to squash that. We're going to get Haley out instead since she's trying to turn on me. But the fact that in the edit, we instead get Nina's perspective, which she was definitely a part of it, but it wasn't necessarily her plan. She just put a wrench in the plan that was presented to her. And Sam was like, whoa, let me let's figure out something else. I think that's really good for Nina's edit. I think it's mm. showing that they want us to have Nina in mind with this potential big move. They want Nina to get the credit for this when it, like you said, it's so ambiguous. Who knows who it was, but they wanted us to see Nina. And I think that's yeah. really good for her chances edit wise going forward. Yeah. I think it was good that we saw Nina here. And I think that the other big name that we saw attached to this was Liz because Liz was getting confessionals about this. We did see Liz throw out that big move thing. Nina did credit Liz with the idea to have the big move. So, uh, but, but we may have been getting that because Liz was about to mutiny as well. So from the edit mm-hmm. perspective, yeah, there's yeah. a couple things going on here. So, but I love that. Hey, if we have Liz and Nina calling the shots, like I love that, but uh, they're about to get separated. <laughs> And this is where I start hating the season. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. So let's go to Tribal Council. Yeah, where they they sit down and Simon Simon says to JLP, look, I know you love to sit here and ask questions, but uh, I got some questions for you. Which, (laughs) from Simon's perspective, is a fair thing to say. Because it's like really fucked up what they did with the cookie idol. Like, it is, it's a fucked up thing for Survivor to do. Yeah. Uh, and so he asked JLP what the cookie idol was. And JLP says, well, I can tell you. It was a clue to the location of the hidden immunity idol. There was a coconut with that symbol on it. There was an idol there. Uh, and I feel like he overshares that because then Haley's oh, like, yes. so has the idol been found? Oh, well, well, I can't tell you that. I can't this tell it, you that, Haley. I wish everyone at home could see my arms flailing. This makes me so angry. This is this is not Survivor. This is weird that they did this. This was an overstep by production. They wanted like I am so mad about this. Why the fuck was Jonathan saying all of this? Why? Under why? Makes no sense. And this this doesn't just like overshare and then also plant the idea that an idol did exist and was already found, which is inappropriate, but it also unfairly helps simon's game this is just this is showing that what simon is saying is true this is showing Mm. that simon thought this was a real thing he really did find it in the cookie jar it actually did have a purpose he didn't make it up um Mm. and it's showing the entire tribe that simon believed what he said and jonathan is clarifying justifying it he is ruined like he's ruining this moment because he is now put simon in a better light and i think that is completely unfair Mm. and i'm happy for simon and all he finally had one moment of being like see 
I'm vindicated. I, I swear, I, I, I really did find this. But that is bullshit and direct interference with the game, and that's why I hated this episode. It's un like it is unredeemable to me. Okay, I hear you. I wasn't that <gasps> mad about it, but now that I hear you describe why, I'm yeah, I'm hearing you. I Ooh. yeah, you're right that it it it's helping Simon's game and they shouldn't be allowed to do that. However, I think they backed themselves into a corner with this ridiculous cookie idol thing. Like it shouldn't have been in the game in the first place. It shouldn't have been in the game with absolutely no instructions. At least there should have been an instruction somewhere in the vicinity of the cookie jar that explained maybe what it was. Uh, But they deliberately put this thing into the game to trick people, presumably into thinking it's something else and setting people up for failure which is fine which is fine but then don't go and explain yourself you're either not going to explain yourself at all which is the route they were down going down or you're going to explain yourself which they should have done earlier on not after the fact after it's all blown up um i wonder if they were thinking like it wasn't going to blow up as much as it did and maybe they were like concerned that their little trick uh impacted the game so much i don't know what they were thinking but it was interesting to see jonathan do this uh either way but i uh yeah i think you've convinced me that it was not a great thing that jonathan did and then like on the flip side of that i'm I'm just also very confused what about this actually even adds up to that being uh, true like how if i find a random emblem how is that a clue? There's nothing about that that is clue. <laughs> I know. So it, only, I know. it honestly almost feels like now that we, I feel like this entire thing is just weird. It almost feels like Ben did find that cookie thing and Ben did find instructions. And I feel like there must have been an error of some sort where simon had his but there weren't instructions or there was a mistake like some something is there's something not adding up here how and i know simon just jumped to a conclusion and that could just totally be on him but how does ben feel so certain that it is a clue to find something how does he spend so much time at the well because of the cookie and he finds it Hmm. there's nothing about a cookie that says you know what let me check the well what the actual fuck (laughs) What if one of the real cookies had more information on them, but Mimi and or Gravity crushed it up? <laughs> <laughs> it was written in chocolate chips and coconut. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's an interesting theory as well. Because hmm. Ben was certain. Ben, like, the, even, like, he gets a confession. He was very like, certain. Very certain. And when he gets a confessional of like, oh, yeah, if if uh, Flick had just showed me it, I would have told her it was a clue. What do you mean you would have just said it so matter-of-factly? What are we missing? We are missing something, and it's bothering. <laughs> yeah, you're worked up. Oh, God. <laughs> are you just worked up because – are you just worked up because I was right about this? No, I, I'm happy for you being right. <laughs> Happy for you or sorry that happened. I'm not really mad that. <laughs> I was trying to figure out a way to use the Oprah quote of like, were you happy or were you happy? <laughs> I don't know how to do it. It doesn't work in this case. I know. <laughs> yeah. Okay. 
Well, let's move on to JLP's next big thing, which God. is a twist to call the heroes into Tribal Council. And this is just so disappointing. I mean, we talked about it already, but you had such a cool plan coming together. And like, as sad as I would be to lose Haley, I was I was at peace with it because it was going to be a really cool move from a secret alliance. And uh, I was down for that. And so it's a bummer. On one hand, it's it's fun when we get these episodes because it's like, oh, we got the strat. Like, this is what was going to happen. There, were, there was not a mislead here. Like, we got the strategy. And that's really exciting because this was a cool plan by players I like and Dave. Uh, and that they were going to get out Haley. <laughs> I just don't know Dave. I don't know Dave. He and, got his first confessional. Uh, he got his first confessional. Did he? Didn't notice. Yes, he did. It was very brief. Okay, good for him. And uh, <laughs> so, it was, yeah, that, like that's that's cool. But unfortunately, that's not what's happening. And so JLP is offering the the opportunity to mutiny. I thought it was interesting how they did it with the votes. And so the way that it worked basically was if... If one person wants to mutiny, they're going to write their name down on the votes. Everybody's going to go vote, quote unquote vote. They're going to cast a vote. It's either going to be blank or they're going to have their name on it. If it has a name on it, you want to mutiny. So if one person wants to mutiny, they get to mutiny, scot-free. If more than one wants to mutiny, they'll draw rocks. If nobody mutinies, they all draw rocks. So I think it's an interesting sort of like setup to that. And... I thought it was like a foregone conclusion that Liz would mutiny. I mean, I think she liked this new alliance, but the problem was it hadn't been tested, right? Like it could have, Liz could have gone home. Well, you know, there was council. there was definitely a conversation that was had that we did not see, I, I'm assuming. Uh, because when Nina hugs Liz to say goodbye, she said, look out for us. Like they had, it was like they had ch- maybe whispered to each other of, you know what, you know, I want to go back to the Spice Girls they have our backs. I'm going to tell them about you all. You're going to be safe. We are all going to come together after this. That's that's my perception of it because Nina kept making faces at Liz like, it's you, girl. I'm so happy for you. I'm excited for you. And this is going to help us in the long run. Now, this is where I think once again in this episode, Survivor shot itself in the foot and it's being inconsistent because every past AU season – we have these moments where there's a non-elimination like, and yes, it's always annoying and boring and whatever, but we are told beforehand at the challenge that the other team is going to be a tribal. That it's always, always a part of it. There has not been one that I can recall in AU that they do not know beforehand that the other team will be attending tribal. So it is a part of like, I mean, we, we talked about this with Sam of like um sam from uh blood versus sam Water. Dash. yes because we were like oh why were you coming up with this plan when you knew that the other tribe was going to be there you know somebody's not going to go home likely because that's been the precedent all of a sudden after they throw the challenge to get out simon so that we all think simon's going Haley is now the one that is for sure going home and now a tribe just shows up. I fake, fake. They didn't want Sahaley to go because they needed their George and Haley moment. Fake. I am so annoyed by it. This this goes against everything that they have set up of how they run this show. I don't like it. I'm not as convinced as you are. Mm. I, I could easily because be this, convinced otherwise, but I'm just mad. <laughs> I, I hear you, and definitely it's suspicious. And I'm 
I would say I'm agnostic on the whole thing because <laughs> I do think that this is roughly the right time that this kind of a non-elimination round happens. So I don't think it's like totally out of line. Um, I don't know about that claim. I, I, I literally don't know. I'm not questioning. I don't know about that claim that they've always announced that the other tribe will be there. I'm not 100% on that because I haven't seen every season. And because <laughs> I, I'm just, I just don't have the memory to be like, for sure this has never happened. It's possible it has. Maybe a survivor, an Australian survivor historian can tell me. But yes, I can see how it's very suspicious. But I'm willing to, I'm willing to suspend my disbelief and like accept that this was always in the cards. I don't know if I should, but I'm willing. All right. Okay. <laughs> uh, what do you make of Sean trying to convince Simon to mutiny? It was a little weird. I don't. Well, really... I think it's like, I, I thought it was smart from Sean's perspective because I feel like despite everything that's happened, like Simon is still like a puppy dog at, at Sean's heels, like just begging for love. And I did think, you know, Look, if if we send him to the other tribe, from Sean's perspective, if we send him to the other tribe, then if they eliminate him, fine. If they don't, and he manages to, like, get rid of George or something like that, great. Mm. And we've still got this person with undying loyalty to us at the merge who's strong, who could help us, and that we don't really care about. So, like, I felt like it was could be a big win for Sean specifically if Simon did mutiny. I, th- I mean, I, I don't really have feelings either way on why. I mean, I, I understand what you're saying, and I kind of agree with it. Um, I just think it was strange to not see more attention on them trying to come up with a plan to make sure Liz did not go, because all that's doing is strengthening George. And I, I, I'm surprised there wasn't more talk about that. And putting them in a situation where if they go back to tribal... They have a tough decision to make. Mm-hmm. But Liz is the only one to cast a vote to mutiny. And she's going. The Spice Girls are reunited. Here's my one other thought on it, though. If that twist hadn't happened, I would have assumed that merge was the next day. So maybe everyone's just on the heads in the headspace of, like, one more challenge, and we've made merge. With mm. Simon on our tribe helping us, we're likely going to win this challenge. We're all going to make merge either way. If Simon goes, they have more help on the other side to win the challenge against us right before this merge right. situation. So I could see that too. Interesting. Yeah. I don't know I mean, when it's, the merge it, yeah. is going to be. Um, last season, or uh, Brains Brawn at least, there were 13 people playing or remaining when they did merge. And they're at 13 people right now. Oh, yeah. So it so, could be I mean, really soon. It literally should be now. <laughs> oh, okay. so it might be. So now it might just be like a twelve-person merge. Uh, since they did this twist, they're not going to do this twist and then have merge the literal next day <laughs> before testing yeah. out, you know, this mutiny thing. Yeah, but yeah. I don't know what okay. blood water was, but I know brains brawn was thirteen. Okay. I only know because we were looking up the buffs and I counted how many people were there <laughs> when we were looking at what the buff color was for fire. Yeah, yeah. Update on the buffs. Still no buffs. 
And I will say this. Uh, a villain's buff, a villain's buff showed up on eBay. Wild. Don't know where it came from. A on the card. brand new villain's buff. On the, on the card, card still. So Not they, a 10 play one. They do exist. And wait, wait till you hear what it sold for. I mean, you know because I sent it to you, but the villain's buff sold for, in Australian dollars, $1,400, which Canadian is $1,300, which I feel like American is somewhere around $1,000. Yeah, yeah. Which is psychotic. The true villain is whoever bought that. It's a good season so far, but like we don't know if it's a good season yet. That's a lot of money. It doesn't matter because the villain's buff is a good buff. It's cute. It's purple. It's a great color. It says villains on it. I'm very um, grateful so for yeah. my AU buff being purple. I love it. Uh, well, that's nice. Okay. Yeah. I'll let you uh, wear it next week this when is I the see other you. Thing. Oh, next week when I see you. I'm so excited. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Can't get your tickets. In. Everybody must have bought them up after I told everyone to get their tickets because they're sold out now. Ooh. Um, okay. So since we know what the cookie idol is, now I am more confused than ever about episode six when simon is casting his vote for sarah and there is a second vote for sarah underneath him remember i I had this elaborate theory about how the cookie idol was exchanged for an advantage an extra Mm -hmm. vote something like that. we still don't know this is still a mystery and i want to get to the bottom of it and hopefully we'll be able to talk to somebody maybe simon in the future uh about what the fuck went down <laughs> in the episode six tribal <laughs> that had two votes cast for Sarah when Simon was voting. So I know it just, I'm, I just want everybody to know I've not forgotten this. This is the biggest question remaining of the season. Hey, JLP, you love asking questions, but I got a question for you. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, anything else to say about this uh, week? <laughs> um, I think we've said I, it all. I look forward to hopefully the merge happening next week. I don't even remember Same. the trailer for next week. I don't. I, it was, oh, oh, wait, uh, George was, and Liz yeah, and their drama. It was yeah. the bickering. Yeah, so I'm assuming that's going to be episode 13, just the bickering. And then the middle episode will be merge. Okay. Lock that's, in your predictions. That's what I think. That's what I think. <laughs> I can't wait to see the latest Spice Girls reunion. I've I've seen them every time they've reunited. Were you at the Olympics with Liz? Were you there? No, I don't count that. I don't count that as a reunion. I like I, I'm talking a tour. I'm talking a tour. Mm. So I saw them, saw them in '98, saw them in 2008, and I saw them in 2019. And if this Spice Girls goes on tour, oh, I will be there. <laughs> I'll be going to Melbourne. I'll be going to Sydney. I'll be going to Perth. (laughs) Perfect. Uh, Okay. With that, (laughs) I will wrap it up. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this, leave a rating and review. Ricard, we got got a good review for Ricard on the page. Like, yay! He doesn't. His ego doesn't need to get any bigger. But no, we. It was very sweet. Thanks, staff. We'll accept all good reviews. Um, (laughs) If you enjoyed this, leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. I believe you can leave a star rating review on Spotify as well. It does help people find the show. So thank you to everyone who has done that. Go follow us at 
drop your buffs pod on Instagram this week. We will, we've already put up a screenshot uh, of this week's episode, but we will put up another to promote this podcast episode. And do we have anything that we can put as an emoji in the comments this week? Yes. Oh, you're ready. Yes. Okay, go. It's going to be two emojis. Two. Oh, let's not overcomplicate it. Okay, okay fine. You it. can pick and choose the two, or you can do both, uh, especially if you have an iPhone. I want it to be the rain cloud. So if you type in rain, it'll be a cloud with raindrops and then a buff arm. Oh, I see. Yeah. You or were talking about its arm. biceps and its muscles. and Yeah, you're right. Oh, you're but right, the right. rain. What about the fortune cookie? <gasps> There you go. Is there a fortune cookie? Let's look. Let's look. You know, sometimes fortune. you can picture an emoji. There is. There is a fortune cookie. Should we do that? I guess. I mean, that was a very small. <laughs> but you moment don't like. You don't the... like when I pick the emoji. No, I. I do. don't get to pick it on US. I don't get to pick it on <laughs> AU. Like fortune I cookie. I just do all the Fine. bitch work. You on do this week. You that you're the one. Fortune cookie. There we go. Okay, fortune cookie. <laughs> <laughs> Put the emoji of the co-host you like better either the fortune cookie for me or the or the very complicated oh you've got to search rain cloud and then you've got to search arm and like you got to make sure they're the right order like you could do that if you really like ricard that much yes any gray haired emoji can, keep keep in mind i can delete comments <laughs> okay i want to see so many gray haired emojis for my team i want team ricard gray haired yeah you're so you're adding another one well, apparently you're saying we need to post an emoji of your favorite co-host. So no, I'm saying hair. I'm saying if you I'm saying if you like me, you pick <laughs> oh. the fortune cookie. Yeah, see, Got you've complicated you. it too much. Everyone's gonna post the fortune cookie. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thank you so much for listening. Thank you. See you next week when we'll be podcasting together in person. It's gonna be an absolute disaster. Yeah, we're gonna be so drunk. <laughs> I don't know about that. It's probably in the morning. Okay. Thank you so much for listening. <laughs> Bye. Bye.